Welcome to the Haunted Hangover Podcast. I'm Louie, and as always, I'm joined by my bud, Dave. Hey. So, Dave. So, Louie. Is it fair to say that The Office is one of the greatest TV shows of all time? 100%. Now, are you one of those people that watched it from the beginning? Or did you catch it like later on on Netflix? Because that seems to be a thing. I caught on to it after the, I want to say like either during or right after the second season. So I've been watching it ever since season two-ish to the end. Yeah, I remember an ex-girlfriend of mine watching it. And at the time I was like, this show's kind of lame. Like at, at at the time, so I was what in in two thousand and five, I was like nineteen, twenty years old, and I just right. remember like I just remember being like, "Oh, this show is about an office. It's kind of lame, kind of." I I didn't get it at the time, but eventually, a little further down the line, I think season four or five, I started getting into it, and then I ended up going back and watching. I think all the previous seasons on DVD. Well, let me just say this. So the first season is definitely not as good as the rest of the season. And I think that's, I think a lot of shows, especially back in that time period, they were kind of like, you have to build, you know what I'm saying? You got to build a structure for a show. So I think that you you get a leeway period with all this kind of stuff. But the first season is definitely not nearly as good as the rest of the, the, of the series. I mean, I can confidently say that. Um, season two, I mean, to me is amazing. So for me, even when Steve Carell was off the show and they were doing all, you know, they were trying to figure out who was going to be the, you know, the next, you know, leader of Dunder Mifflin, I still loved it all. So for me, that show's always been an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. Steve Carell is a fucking amazing, is amazing as Michael no, Scott. Yeah. I mean, he is great. I mean... The most likable schmuck, it's astounding how well he plays that. But honestly, the entire show works with everybody. So that's how I always felt about the show. And the writing is absolutely impeccable. Oh, no, it's incredible. And and going back to the whole ensemble cast thing, I agree. And it's funny, you know, talking about the first season, that's what was missing in that first, it's only six episodes, the very first season. Yeah, it's a very and short it's, first it's season. It's because they're focusing on Pam and Jim, Michael and, Michael. and Dwight right. mostly. That's really, I guess, who they they base the show around. And then eventually, you know, season two and three and four, all these other people that work in the office that, if I remember correctly, reading about it, some of them were cast as basically like glorified extras. They were just in the background. But they develop such a, like they, they they develop these specific character traits in these small scenes that they ended up ended up expanding, you know, upon these characters. And again, that's what makes the show so great. As it per, like it goes through all nine seasons. Now, when it goes to the later seasons, when Steve Carell left, I don't hate those seasons, but there is something missing. And I always say, oh, it, like you I, said, he's, I, I, no. I, I disagree, but. But no, I, mean, I, I, I enjoy it. I didn't say they suck. I do enjoy them. But there's a certain heart of the show that is missing. Because as much as he is an asshole, that I feel that heart, him, is kind of missing. And they're not – I forget how many seasons. I think it's only two or maybe three that are missing Michael Scott. It's only like the last two or three that they ended the show. I think I, I could be wrong. It might be season six or seven. I ha- I'd have to look it up. But yeah, that's that's just my that's my own opinion <laughs> that I, I feel like it wasn't as good. But the show as a whole, I, I'd put it up there with Seinfeld. I'd yeah, put it up amazing. there with. It's not really a sitcom because I feel like they put way more work. There were there were way more people like big names involved in the office compared yeah. to something like Seinfeld or I don't watch friends, but I know friends is a really popular sitcom. So I just want to say you had asked me if I watched this on Netflix. I mean, I I've watched the shows basically since season two and I own the DVDs up until season five, I think. Mm-hmm. And then I rewatched the show so many times, the entire series. I want to say at least five times. <laughs> it's on always Netflix. on. 
Like it's yeah, always on TV it's too. Amazing. The it's always value is infinite. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's a show I always put on. It's one. It's one of those things that you can like just toss on. If, you, if you're bored for like an hour yep. and you're you know you just want to put something on, you can throw on some episodes of The Office, and that's always a good time. But like yep. most shows, most great shows specifically, a lot of them tend to have Halloween episodes, and The Office is one of those shows. It has six in total, which is which is kind of crazy. I always thought it had more. But I had to go back and check, and it's only six. And it's really, I, I, I'm, I'm assuming after Michael left, I think later on there might be one without him. But I feel like that's really where all the Halloween episodes, again, maybe they stopped doing them when his character left. But yeah, the fact that they have so many Halloween episodes, you think of shows like Roseanne and Family Matters. Like, yo, any show that has a Halloween, like Halloween episodes just automatically makes it great. Oh, yeah. Automat- yeah, automatically, you automatically want to watch them. So, and they obviously have you know, like Christmas shows too. Christmas episodes, yeah. I mean, as well. So, And that takes us to the episode we're going to be covering today, Halloween. Yappers. Okay, Sherry? Yeah? If you were getting fired, how would you want to be told so that you could still be friends with the person firing you? Jen wants the name as soon as possible, Michael. Thanks. Mm-hmm. I'll call her back. Should I get fire, Sherry? Hey, I'm still here. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nope. Okay. Bye. Hanging up now. So this episode was released on October 18th, 2005, a week or two shy of Halloween. Uh, fun fact, it was directed by Paul Feig. He's the dude that like directed and produced uh, Bridesmaids and the 2016 all-female Ghostbusters movie. He's also in Heavyweights. Is he in Heavyweights? <laughs> Who does yep. he play in Heavyweights? He's one of the. He's one of the. Um, he's not on Tony Perkis's team. He's on the other counselors' team. Uh, <laughs> he's like a really skinny guy. Um, I don't know how to. I don't know his name, but he's in Heavyweights. <laughs> I don't even, I, I honestly don't even, I don't even remember yep. him being in that. You'll, He's probably you'll like unrecognizable. Yeah. I, no, he I is. Guess I'm, <laughs> you know, you'll know it. I'm going to have to go back and, and I, it's been a while since I've watched Heavyweight. So I'm going to have to go back and, uh, and watch Classic. that. Like, I guess I'm going to have to Google like what he looks like in that movie and pay mm-hmm. attention next time. It's been a while, but yeah, he looks he's exactly also, the same. No, he's also one of the uh, the directors like of the he's directed like fifteen episodes yep. and co produced like twenty five of them. So he's very important to this show. And again, a lot of the yep. cast and crew also directed and wrote yep. and produced. That's, that's what's so good about it. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it. So the episode opens on Michael getting to the office and wishing Pam who is dressed as a generic black cat. I love that she's just wearing a very lazy Halloween costume because that's something you would do at like an office Halloween party. And here's a little trivia. This is the first episode where she wears her hair down. <laughs> I did see that online, which is... That's yep. such an interesting like. It's a very thing. odd trivia, but hey, I'm throwing it in there. <laughs> so yeah, Michael, you know, he, he comes into the office. He's looking all... Like, you can tell something's on his mind, and he's, he's wishing Pam a happy Halloween. And Pam explains to him that Jan, has co- she's been calling and looking for him. And we find out that Jan wants Michael to fire someone, and that he's just been kind of putting it off as much yep. as possible. <laughs> Procrastinating to the fullest. <laughs> uh, we get this silly scene between Michael and Sherry. Uh, and this is all in the cold open, by the way. Sherry is Jan's assistant. And she's kind of putting Michael on the spot about firing someone. And at one point, Michael even wants some of Sherry's. I believe it's Sherry's. I think that's her name. Sherry, right? Sherry. 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 So, yeah. Yeah. He wants advice from her uh, like on how to fire someone. So this woman is just Jan's assistant. He's even asking her like, hey, you know. If I fired this person, do you think they'd still be my friend? That's like the most important thing to Michael is that he doesn't yep. lose. He needs to be liked. Yes, he needs to be liked. He needs to still have this person in his life even after they after he fires and, them. 
<laughs> and she's just like, Jan just needs the name. She doesn't even want to be bothered with it. She's just like, just give us the name. And then he's <laughs> like, wish I could fire Sherry. And she goes, I'm still here. <laughs> that is a great little like just joke how he thought yep. she hung up but she did it and she was listening in on him talking shit so good it's amazing <laughs> so michael calls pam into the office uh where she finds him wearing his costume now his costume is great it's all it is is a paper mache head of himself on his shoulder kind of like a whole two-headed monster thing it's fucking yep. great i just love how it's paper mache like like he made it himself that's what i that's what i kind of took it but as but then he says he ordered it he said oh he, yes. he said he ordered it later on in the episode so i don't know <laughs> it looks very it almost looks like he's wearing a piñata on his yeah, shoulder totally. <laughs> like a, pi- a piñata of himself <laughs> So he explains to Pam that he has to let someone go. And, you know, she's kind of confused. And she's like, why did you wait until Halloween? And Michael has this great response. And he he goes, because it's really scary stuff. Like, just... (laughs) He's like a big kid, dude. That's what I've always loved about Michael Scott as a character. Like, Like, you know what I've always wanted to know about this show? How the fuck did he become a manager? I, I, I'm sure they explain it, but like he's so incompetent and like just a big kid that you're like, how is how did someone like this become a manager? And if I think you know what I think, if I remember correctly, is they gave him like the smallest branch. They were like, all right, you've been here for 14 years. Here's a small branch that you can like manage. But yeah, I just always well, found it funny how they let him like he's super inco- incompetent, but they let him manage this office. He also was like is like the best salesman they like yes. the entire branch has, so that's also I think that uh, uh, that lends to him becoming the manager. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. You're right. There in, in future episodes, they do talk about him being like yeah. I think Jim like needs him to go like like into like sales meetings yeah. with him because he's yeah, just a great the, salesman. To close you're right. sales. Yeah, he's, you're right. Yeah, he's you're that right. Good. Yeah. In the end, he's like a great manager. Like that's at you know at the end of the show, you like you realize when he leaves that everyone mm-hmm. does love him and he is a great manager. And again, like what I said earlier, he's just such a lovable asshole and he's got a lot of heart. And I just that's always what I liked about the Michael Scott character. So anyway, Pam starts questioning, trying to find out who's gonna get fired, and Michael kind of he's like brushing her off a bit. And he wants some advice. So Michael's just asking anyone he comes in contact with for advice on firing someone. And Pam ends up saying that, you know, she brushes him off. She's just kind of like, you know, I only answer the phones. And then Michael responds, sometimes you let it go to voicemail, insinuating that maybe she can be fired. Nope. It's amazing. (laughs) Their back and forth is great. And then she comes back and she's just like, she knows how to butter him up. So she, <laughs> yes. you know, she, she easily gets out of it, which is also plays into future, their future relationship with how, you know, with how they interact with each other, because it's just, she knows how to work Michael. It, yes, it's, yes. it's just really great. And that's a good point you bring up because I don't think I mentioned it earlier with the release date, like I usually do, but this is season two, uh, episode five, I believe. So You're already 11 episodes in. Yeah. Yeah. So Again, you're, you're, you're developing the relationship between, yep. between these characters. So Pam quickly starts like complimenting Michael's costume, trying mm-hmm. to get off the subject. And again, he just starts joking around, playing with her. He's making like weird faces like a moss. Like he's just doing ridiculous shit just to kind of, you know, it just shows the childlike personality that Michael has at this point and how he's easily distracted from shit too. Like that's like that's how you can that's how you can get Michael to leave you alone. You just kinda like compliment him or say something or ask he's him like for advice. Kid. Yeah, you say yeah. you're his friend or something and then like that's always like what Pam or Jim or like all of them use that. Just like, hey, you're my friend. And he just is like, oh, really? Like, he forgets about the main thing he's supposed to be talking about. (laughs) Uh, There's also this great scene where Dwight 
starts shitting on Jim's costume because he's unimpressed by it. But but we'll get to that a little later towards our uh, our favorite moments of the uh, of the sure. episodes. Uh, their costumes specifically because I do like Dwight's costume, but we'll we'll talk about that later. <laughs> So Michael makes his way to the accounting department to ask Oscar, Kevin, and Angela if it's possible to find $50,000 in the budget, which brings concern to them because technically their job in accounting can be done by two people instead of three. And this leads, this leads back to the whole Michael firing someone thing. Um, Michael even says, you know, find the money like your jobs depend on it. So he's almost like threatening people at this point to do their job or I'll fire. Because I don't think at this point, the three of them don't know that someone has to be fired. But this is what has them figure out like, oh, shit, only two of us are really needed. And there's three of us. And I love how Oscar doesn't even pay, it like takes him a minute to pick up on it where he's like, oh, shit, like one of us can yep. get canned. <laughs> So there's also this like subplot throughout the episode between Dwight, Pam, and Jim, where Dwight, as usual, is annoying Pam and Jim, and they decide to post up his rent like resume online to mess with him, like to one of those like monster.com sites, like one of those job searching sites to kind of just fuck with him because they know someone like has to be fired. So it's a kind of a way to try to get him out of the office and send him to Maryland. Yeah. And so here's some more trivia. Uh, they actually, like, the show really did upload Dwight K. Schrute's, like, uh, uh, <laughs> yeah. what's the word I'm looking for? His, uh, His resume. resumes to yeah. all all of those, um, whatever they're called. Which is pretty job, funny. Uh, listings. <laughs> so they really actually did do that. That is great that they did that. Just tr- treating yeah. Dwight like a real person. <laughs> mm-hmm. We then cut to, <laughs> speaking of Dwight, we then cut to him trying to convince Michael on who to fire. They're just kind of going back and forth. And like always, Dwight is like a kiss ass. And he, you know, he always. considers himself the assistant to the regional manager. That's always like at this point in the show, that's kind of his title. And he's always trying to kind of put himself in like a managerial role when he's not supposed to be <laughs> at all. Cause technically that's not a real position. I think that's always been kind nope. of the joke, the joke up yeah, until it's this a point. Joke throughout the season, yeah. th- uh, throughout the series is that he's assistant to the regional manager, but it's, you know, Dwight always leaves out the two and is assistant yeah. regional manager when it really, he really is not. <laughs> he's just an, he's basically just an assistant. He's an admin. That's all he is, yep, but he, that's it. but he thinks he's hot shit. So, but in this back and forth in Michael's office between Dwight and Michael, Michael starts to fuck with Dwight by saying that his costume head, his second head is telling yeah. him to fire Dwight, but he's not saying Dwight's name. He's just like, kind of like, Oh yeah, him. I should get rid of him. Like talking to the head, like he can hear the head and Dwight's treating the head like a real person. And he's telling Michael, don't listen to him. Stop. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Taking it very seriously. It's such a great scene because he's just, Dwight is such an idiot. He's so gullible that like anyone can fuck with him. It's, it's just, it's fucking great. Like you see scenes like that. You're like, this is why this show, the comedy is so sharply written. Like it's just fucking absurd, but it works. You wouldn't think a scene like that would work, but on the office, it does. It it, it just, it's their delivery. It's their, everything about it is exactly. It's just, it's, it's just phenomenal writing. So, it turns out that a paper company from Maryland, I forget their names, the company's name. Cumberland Mills. There you go. Which is like a competitor, I think, to uh, to Dunder Mifflin or something like that. It's like another paper company. Mm-hmm. Um, they call the office to get references uh, from Dwight's resume. So they call, they call Dunder Mifflin and Pam picks up and she forwards the call to Jim who pretends to be Michael. And he's saying all these great things about Dwight so that they could hire him. I have some trivia for this scene. 
This is the first time we learn Michael's middle name, which is Michael Gary Scott. Yeah, <laughs> that is that. I didn't even realize that. That that's when yep. you learn his. That's when you learn his middle name. That's cool. Never never knew that. <laughs> so, Pam and Jen are just like having a ball fucking with Dwight. It's a thing on the show. Like they always just fuck yep. with Dwight, and this is just another prank they pull on him. And it's also, it's also foundation building to Pam and Jim's relationship yes. throughout the series. Would I ever leave this company? Look, I'm all about loyalty. In fact, I feel like part of what I'm getting paid for here is my loyalty. But if there were somewhere else that valued that loyalty more highly, I'm going wherever they value loyalty the most. So there's two really funny scenes um, the first one involves Pam and Angela. Pam brought brownies and Angela brought cookies and Angela's upset because they're both desserts. And I think she wanted Pam to bring potato chips or like yep, something salty. <laughs> she's like, that's not chips and dip. And, and Pam's like, I made brownies. And she's like, are you trying to ruin this Halloween party? And she's like, I made brownies. And I just got to say, Brownies are way better than chips and dip. And Angela's <laughs> cookies look amazing. Oh, yeah. They're like little like bats or something or cats, Yeah, they're right? bats and there's a whole bunch. Yeah, there's a few of them. But they look I, great. <laughs> I, do, I do like how the Halloween party being set up is like another subplot. And, and I want to get to that a little later. That's something yeah, I really love about this episode. Them. Yeah, they mentioned it a and, few times in the episode. And th- there's this one little scene where where Pam is complaining about Angela and and Pam's like, "Oh, you know, I I imagine she's the one that gives out walnuts or pennies or toothbrush <laughs> on Halloween." And I honestly have in my notes I wrote down, "I wouldn't be mad getting a, a Halloween themed toothbrush for uh <laughs> as as a treat on on while trick or treating." I'll be very honest. <laughs> I wouldn't be mad tooth and we all you can always use a new toothbrush you're supposed to change exactly. it every three, every three months so hey exactly I, I'd accept the toothbrush uh the other really funny scene that I really like just love and it's if I was laughing when I was watching it because Stanley is like my favorite character so so Dwight approaches Stanley and tells him he's fired and Stanley just laughs at him. Does not take, like, up, like, disrespectfully yep, laughs in always. his face. And, like, doesn't believe him. And then I think he even says, again, that he's the assistant to, he's assistant regional manager. Yep. And Stanley's like, you're assistant to the regional manager. Just, again, hitting him. Like, just, just like, fully disrespecting Dwight. It's fucking great. And then we find out. That Michael is the one that sent him to do that. And I just love their interaction because because Dwight's like he wasn't gonna he wasn't buying it. Like Stanley wasn't gonna do it. He's like you have to do it. And and uh, Michael's like I can't do it. He just doesn't have the balls to fire anyone. You know, it's funny that you had mentioned Stanley's your favorite character because Dwight has always been my favorite character. So I just I just thought it was funny because you said that, and then I literally have in my notes right under. <laughs> Michael puts Dwight up to firing Stanley. I have written Dwight is my favorite character on the show. So I just wanted to point that out. The thing I always loved about Stanley is just how dry he is. Like he never yeah. like he laughs sometimes, but like he obviously hates being there. He hates everyone he works with. Like I, I like that that's kind of my personality at he like a day less. job. I fucking yeah. don't want to be there. I don't want to make friends. I want to do what I got to do and get the fuck out. Like like Stanley has no desire in talking to anyone and nope. and he just doesn't care. And that's and he's always a uh, what is it? Crossword puzzles. He's always working on crossword yep. puzzles, drawing. Not doesn't want to be included in anything. And that's what I've always loved about Stanley. Like, but and the Fred, only day, the, day, the only I was about to say, the only day he cares about is Pretzel Day. That was the only it's time pretzel he teamed day. up with Michael because someone yep. was trying to skip the line. <laughs> so, yep. Stanley, Stanley's the man. I do like Dwight too, though. He I does. like all the characters. He does rule. Stan, they're yeah. all great. They're all great. They're all fucking great. <laughs> fucking Stanley. <laughs> so the Maryland company, the paper company, ends up calling Dwight themselves. And he's all hung up because 
he he has like this martial arts training that's listed on his resume and apparently the 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 training that's on his resume isn't right so he tells the company he's gonna fax them the correct information apparently i think they get the facts and he's upset because they're they're telling him that martial arts training isn't even like they don't need that and he's just like no you do need that it's important and he really he has this one line that wouldn't slide today where he says he knows a lot of asian people that would disagree with him that martial arts training isn't important (laughs) and he has this one final like line that i was just fucking dying of laughter is at the very end of the call he's yelling at them about the martial arts training and he tells them that they're going to burn in hell and that he'll see them there. But if they can let him know if they've made a decision. He still wants to know, after cursing them out, if they're going to yep. hire him. <laughs> Dwight, Dwight is fucking oblivious. Fucking Dwight. <laughs> so <laughs> this whole Maryland company new job prank on Dwight kind of backfires because Pam realizes that Jim should maybe apply to the same position because he could definitely get the job. He's qualified. It's more money, better position. But then obviously Jim and Pam like each other up until this point. They haven't, you know, I don't think they, if if I remember correctly, they haven't like disclosed that to each other. I think Pam, it's it's still very new. Yeah. Still very new. I don't think, is Pam still engaged at this point? She might be. I think she still is. Yeah. So, well, no, she's engaged the entire the entire show. Season, I think right, from yeah. its inception, yes. I think she's engaged already. It's already implied she's engaged. Yeah. And then obviously they like each other, and then Jim is kind of all emo and depressed and sad because he doesn't like the idea of Pam being okay with him leaving the office and going right. to Maryland. So that's a little little plot. Throughout the episode, throughout the entire season, honestly, and the third season, it's Pam and Jim yep. show. They're you're, you're seeing their love blossom from episode to episode, you know. Basically, yeah. So Dwight tells Michael about the Maryland job, reaching That's out great. to him, but that he didn't take the gig, and Michael is like super upset because that would have helped him. When it came to firing someone because he wouldn't have had to do it. And and I just love how Dwight is like, I can't leave you. Like, he's t- like that's his right hand. He's like, I can't just leave you. Yeah. And his loyalty is what kept him there. That's what he said. He that's said, what I couldn't he, yes. take the job because of my loyalty. And Michael's like, can you call them back? And he's like, I could, but I don't want to. He's just... It's just the back and forth between them is so ridiculous. And like Michael's disappointment because he still has to like he keeps getting these opportunities to kind of like that was that was his out. That was the out. Dwight leaving. Who's his boy? Honestly, if you think about it, it's like he would have been doing him the solid, but it ended up not working out because Dwight's so involved as Michael's yep. assistant that he didn't want to go anywhere. So <laughs> So Michael calls Jim into his office and starts asking him for advice. Again, that's what he's been doing the entire episode. And this includes practicing firing someone, but he still can't it. do it. So I love how him and, and like so so Michael and Jim, they go like all role playing and switch places. So Michael is Creed and Jim is Michael. And Michael still can't accept being fired. He's yelling at Jim that he's going to kill himself and kill him. It's it's amazing. Fucking up the whole role-playing practice scenario. And yeah, it's it's a great... It's just a great... It's fucking hilarious, dude. And I love how Jim tries to answer the phone as Michael Scott. It rings. And then Michael... That kind of distracts Michael. He's like, all right, forget about it. And then Jim leaves the office. (laughs) Well, there's one. So there's one in in that role playing scene. There's this part where Michael like breaks character from pretending to be Creed, and he goes corporate breathing down my neck. And Jim's like, "Wait, are you being Michael?" And then Michael's <laughs> like, keeps going. He goes, "Wait, wait." He's getting confused if Michael is actually still being Michael or being Creed. When he's actually being Michael, yes. it's it's hilarious. 
<laughs> what's funny is like there's there Michael's messing up the whole role play situation and doesn't even realize it. Like he confused himself. It's funny because I was thinking back at the scene. Was that even the agreement? Was Jim just like, I'll be you, you be Creed? He didn't even ask Michael. I think he was just like he controlled no, the situation. What? When when Jim, I'm sorry, when Michael was saying, oh, I'm going to kill myself, yeah. he was pretending to be Creed. Creed, He was yeah. just coming. That was like an, a, an absolutely absurd reaction. But <laughs> And then he does break the role, like I just said. Yeah. And then he's like, wait. Jim's like, wait, are you are you being Michael right now? And then he gets all confused. And then they just end up, they end up the phone rings. And Michael's like, get out of there. He's like, get out of my chair. I love how he's just talking. Like his entire day is getting nothing else done. His his one task is to fire that's someone. That's what he's king of. And that's he's all he's been working. There's even a shot earlier, and I don't remember when, where you could you could see, like, I think Jim and Pam, like, outside talking. And you just see Michael in his office sitting there with the second head on his shoulder, just sitting there looking stressed. Like he hasn't even done anything yet. Like he's just thinking about it. It's it's just fucking great. So Michael tries to fire Creed, who, by the way, is dressed as Dracula. Like he calls Creed into the office and Creed is sitting at his desk. For some reason, he still has his vampire teeth on. He turns and he like spits the vampire teeth out and then walks to Michael's office. I, I guess this is where they were developing that Creed's kind of like a weird guy because it's still very early, like in the show's run. You don't know anything about Creed yet. <laughs> yeah, you don't know jack shit about Creed. Um, so he goes into Creed goes into Michael's office and he f- and Michael fails at firing him. Basically, Creed starts to like flip out, like on Michael, <laughs> like the, and, and Michael's trying to let persuade him. He doesn't him. let him fire him. He doesn't let him. And Michael's kind of like, look, he tells yeah. him, he goes, you, you, you deserve something better. Like, he's not saying he's going to fire him. He's just kind of like, you don't want to be here. It's time to move on. He's nope. not even, he can't, he can't, right. fi- he can't say the words, dude, we don't need you anymore. Like, I got to let you go. And then Creed is like, wait a second. You try, he, he picks up on it and he tells Michael that we're going to fight this together. Call Jan right yep. now. He's being real totally aggressive. Di- total disregard. Yes, total. He's just pushing Michael, like just pushing yep. his entire authority away. He's taking control of the situation. And then Creed tells Michael to fire Devin, who it's funny watching back worst. because Devin, yeah, he, t- he tells, yeah, Creed tells Michael that Devin's the worst. No one likes him. He's a piece of shit. But Devin, like, you don't even remember that character. Like, he was so, like... Yeah, not really. He's he's in it. He's in the episode. So, actually, I'm glad you brought this up. I have a little trivia about this. This is taken from the office.fandom.com. Mm-hmm. So, the writer, uh, Greg Daniels, he didn't want to bring on a new character just to fire them. It had to be somebody the viewers had already gotten familiar with. So, Devin was in what has been in a few episodes. Yeah. So there would be, he said, so there would be stakes. He had narrowed it down to either Devin or Creed, but even by the first day of shooting, he wasn't certain which one. Mm. And he planned to shoot two versions of the episode with Devin and Creed being fired. So what happened was uh, the actor Devin Abner, he actually had a theater contract coming up, which helped settle the debate of firing Devin over Creed. And now the funny thing is this, going... You know, future episodes, the entire series, Creed becomes a pretty, like, prominent character. Yeah. And imagine if they actually did fire him. It would be a different dynamic, the entire series. Weird. It wouldn't be the same. Creed's character is so so bizarre and hysterical and sometimes shocking. And it's just like, you, you need that wild card character. So, like, just to, like get rid of him would be nuts because some of his scenes are some of my favorite scenes period yeah it's like it's funny like uh even when i was re-watching the episode the other day uh, i watched like two or three times i was thinking to myself like devin i don't even remember like i know he's in previous episodes but he's not a like a memorable character at all so it's no, just it's only up until later on yeah yeah really like really strange like that I guess it worked out for the producers of the show that he had a 
that he had a theater contract. So that worked out because, listen, Creed become like Creed is a great character, and he He's evolves great. into 100%. like an even better character. So, yeah, yeah. I agree. It would have been very strange. I can't imagine Creed not yeah. being on the show. I really think that the show would would have a a slightly different trajectory of how you know because there are some real great scenes yeah. <laughs> with Creed further down the series. Um, you know, there there's there's that scene where. Creed is like, oh, Michael, you'll be my savior. You'll be the man that saves me. He goes, <laughs> he goes, and Michael's like, I'm gonna, you're gonna look at me knowing that I want to fire. He goes, no, the opposite. He's like, you're my savior. And then they do this cut scene of Michael talking, and um, he's talking about hunting and how he shot a deer in the leg, and then yeah. he had to kill it with a shovel, and it took an hour. Like it goes like like I like how they add that in there to show that Michael doesn't have it in him to really like be cruel. Yeah, to hurt someone he wouldn't or something right. he he doesn't have it in him because again deep right. down inside he's like a good person he's just right. kind he's of misunderstood schmuck. yeah ignorant an ignorant <laughs> idiot but he's very yeah. likable. He's an idiot un like he doesn't realize he's an idiot. Right, he's like, that's kind of what it is yeah. like it's it's. And again, that's what's so great about his character, you know. And that's why, again, like we yep. said earlier, I felt when he wasn't on the show, it did take away a little bit of that heart. But again, I, I know a lot of people disagree with me. They think the show is still – it was good. But just without Michael, there's that little bit of heart that was missing. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, and <laughs> and when uh, – listen, and maybe I could finish this part of this uh, breakdown for you. Uh, when Creed tells Michael about how Devin is terrible and no one's going to miss him, he does this little thing where he goes, da, 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 da. and he walks out of the, he walks out of Michael's office. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, he's such a weird fucking dude, man. Yeah. <laughs> I do the, I do like that. Devin is dressed as like a bum is what I took he's that as. Bum. Yeah. He's yeah. just dressed as a bum. And I love how he's the guy that's going to lose his job too, which is kind of fucked up yep, when you think ironic. about it. Yeah. It's really ironic, yeah. but <clears throat> he goes into, into Michael's office. Michael fires him. I think Devin even talks shit about Creed. He's like, Creed's an asshole. No one likes him. Like they both talk. Basically they yeah. both are talking shit but about the other they're one. They're throwing each other under the bus. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. And Devin leaves Michael's office and Michael, you know, explains that he still wants to be friends. And this is in front of the entire, like, in front of yep. everyone. After he leaves the office, he's in front of the entire crew, basically. And he wants to, he says, I still want to be your friend. And he gives him a coupon to Chili's. It's a gift certificate. <laughs> a gift certificate. Yeah, not a coupon, a gift certificate to Chili's. And Devin takes the gift certificate, rips, rips it up. It up. <laughs> and then he tells, he invites everyone in the office, for the most part, he names everyone. He says, like, Jim, Pam, all the main characters, their names. He doesn't name Michael. And then he says, at the very end, the rest of you can go to hell. And walks out and tells him to meet, like, go meet me at the bar for a drink. He doesn't mention Dwight and Creed. So, yes. those three, Michael, Dwight, and Creed, are basically telling them to go to hell. <laughs> so, so good. Um... Jim and Pam make up just to, like, solidify their future relationship. Jim has this whole thing that he wouldn't be there for Pam if he left and yada, yada, yada. Right. It's all, like, in an interview portion, like the show. Again, to be continued because their their relationship develops in future episodes. Yeah. And there's this one great shot of Devin smashing a pumpkin or a jack-o'-lantern on Michael's car. Right. Yeah. Like, out of frustration of just being so upset. <laughs> And there's one thing that Angela says while everyone's leaving. She goes, what about the Halloween party? Yeah. <laughs> so, so good. Uh, there, and, and the episode... <laughs> and the episode ends with Michael uh, talking about his love uh, for Halloween. Uh, he's very relieved that the firing is over. You can tell. He starts talking right. about, like, previous costumes he's worn, which are Janet Jackson's boob... Monica Lewinsky with and without the stained dress and OJ Simpson. <laughs> I love it. And he goes, it was hilarious. He goes, I wish you guys could have been here last year. 
So good. So good. So in typical Haunted Hangover fashion, we like to give what we like the most about the episode, what we maybe didn't like, or maybe would change. So this is a perfect, perfect entryway into what one of my favorite moments of in this episode is. So I'm going to go a little out of order, because since we just ended on this, I felt it was right to just mention it now. One of my favorite parts of this episode is exactly this scene. Where Michael's going on about all these ignorant and offensive costumes that he dressed up as. And then they juxtapose it while he's still talking with footage of him walking into his apartment. And then a cutscene of him sitting down watching TV. And then a bunch of kids, uh, they, they knock on the door and he opens up a bag of candy and it spills everywhere. And he goes, oh, that's all for you. You see how great he is mm-hmm. with kids and with other people. And it really is such a wonderful moment to really kind of open up his character a little bit because he's not yes. just a schmuck. He's a very likable person. He's just very, uh, he's very idiotic at times. And, you know, that it, it's just, he's a, he's a complex character. And, yeah, you know, it, it's a really good, it's, again, with him talking over that scene, is such a great look into the character of Michael Scott. So that is one of my favorite, absolute favorite aspects of this episode, is that scene, the very ending scene. I do like how they they snuck in some trick or treaters because like yeah, the entire episode you're in the office, so you're not really seeing that aspect of how you never see outside. That's like the only no. No. scene that no. that kind of feels like a Halloween exterior trick-or-treating type scene you know and i think yep. it, you don't you don't even really get like a good look at the kids costumes i think one of them's like no, a pirate you just or see something like that one of them goes i'm a bumblebee and that's yes. it that's that's it and then i do wish that he was wearing like his head at that point yeah <laughs> i think he takes it off you see it like in the background of scenes like in the office earlier in the episode but that is a good scene and i do like yep. how they added it in because you can't have a Halloween special and not have any form of trick or treating, you know? And I will admit this is not the best Halloween office episode. There are the, when we get to future ones, oh, no. some of the other ones yeah, are better. Some really great ones. And they focus a little bit more on the holiday. This one kind of took place on Halloween, but didn't necessarily have a lot of Halloween injected into it. Hello, all of my spooky spectators. It's Sam here to bring you another Cocktail Cauldron Minute. Earlier this month, Haunted Hangover celebrated the start of Pride Month with a very special rainbow cocktail we're calling the Color Me Drunk Punch. I know what you're thinking, rainbow cocktail sounds super complicated, but I promise you it couldn't be easier. All you need is four ingredients and you can find those ingredients over on our Instagram at Haunted Hangover. We also have provided you with a pocket-sized version of the cocktail on our TikTok. Yeah, we have a TikTok, how hip are we? While you're at it, be sure to give us a follow so you can be right on time for our next episode of Cocktail Cauldron Live, where I will be crafting a special cocktail in celebration of the 4th of July. So show your patriotism and tune in. It's gonna be twisted, I'll see you there. That leads me to my first favorite thing. Lay it on us, Lou. And that is a scene where Michael approaches the accounting department. And I think it's Angela. He, he asks her, he goes, he goes, where are all the decorations and cobwebs? And Angela's like confused. She goes, I don't know. We put them all up last night. And we get this quick like insert cutaway shot of, some, of someone on the cleaning crew sucking up all the cobwebs with a vacuum like off yep. of the walls like, like he like he legitimately thought that there was cobwebs all over the walls of the office it's, <laughs> it's amazing so good because you're it's, like, it's super quick it's like four <laughs> seconds but what's great about it is like this dude really didn't realize there were halloween cobwebs yeah, that's, <laughs> that's just... it's great and then I do like how Michael's like, is the whole thing is about money and budgets. He tells Angela and Oscar and uh, he tells both of them. He's like, oh, go pick up some more. You could just, I'll, I'll throw it in the budget. Even though he's supposed to fire someone and it just told yep. him to find $50,000. Uh, uh, yeah, $50, so just a good quick thing. 
But it kind of goes back to what I said before, and I do want to pick and and I do want to uh, um, like piggyback off of that. I do like how when looking at the episode because of that quick shot with the cleaning guy cleaning like sucking up all the cobwebs that's why there's not that many halloween decorations in the office there are a couple it's a circle there's a couple scattered throughout like i think uh pam's uh reception desk you can see happy halloween someone yeah. has one of those remember the um skeleton bride and groom i think that danced together do you remember that mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. it, it was like 15 years ago i remember that being all over the place you see that either on dwight's desk or someone's desk there aren't a lot of decorations but i do like how they played into it with that one gag like it's it works because you just like technically technically the office is supposed to be covered in all these cobwebs and i guess feel more halloweeny but the cleaning crew fucked that all up so (laughs) Yeah, they just thought it was the office was really dirty. <laughs> they thought they had a fucking a, a spider problem. Apparently, yeah. that he was fucking sucking the guy. The cleaning dude is so the cleaning crew dude is just so fucking oblivious to Halloween. He's just like fuck yep. these cobwebs. I'm sucking them up. <laughs> I just I just like how short it is too. It's just such yeah. a quick cutscene, and then it's just it's perfect. It's it's executed so well. <laughs> Another favorite uh, aspect of this episode that I, I fucking love. And I'm pretty sure there's memes of it, of just the way Dwight is looking at the camera. So there's, you know, it's the scene when Jim is called into Michael's office. And then you get you get Pam's perspective of she thinks that Jim might be getting fired. And then as she's looking at the door, it goes to Dwight. And Dwight's there just staring at her very, like, evilly. <laughs> and he puts his hood on. And then you just see like half his face and he does the motion of, of slitting of a throat. It's fucking hysterical because it's, it's pure Dwight. Like that is Dwight's character. And I just love how that once the one still of Dwight with the hood on, it's in so many memes and it's in so many little stupid things. It's hysterical. Now, I don't think we talked about Dwight's costume yet. And he's, he's dressed up as a Sith Lord. Complete with complete with the hoodie, the like uh, Emperor Palpatine <laughs> hoodie, mm-hmm. and like a really shitty red lightsaber that he, he said spent he paid a lot of money for. One hundred and twenty nine dollars on that garbage costume. <laughs> I never took yep. Dwight his, as a Star Wars fan, which is what's funny about that whole thing. His makeup is the best because he's just wearing like white, like, like white face paint, like not white, like grayish white face paint with like like lines and the wrinkles of his face it's all it is in a hood and and uh phyllis goes are you supposed to be a monk and it's just (laughs) this is great i love how he takes his costume so serious too like when he's talking about it he talks about the price how much he paid for it and he looks at them like they're crazy because they can't figure out what he's supposed to be dressed as he's like super duper confident in his costume and his makeup is good because it's just like the white makeup but i think you put a little bit of like gray and like the creases mm-hmm. in his face to make it look all kind of like i guess like pale and like, like old, old looking yeah he's obviously supposed to be like palpatine that's kind of the vibe yep. i got from the whole thing but yeah i never and again i never took uh dwight as a star wars fan so that was a pretty uh a pretty funny a pretty funny costume or something he's got he's got and and we're gonna get to them in future episodes of the podcast but he's got some amazing costumes Mm -hmm. like later on this is probably the bottom of the barrel when it comes to dwight's costumes in the halloween episodes speaking of costumes my uh my second favorite thing about this (laughs) about this episode and this is just a character trait of of michael he's not the most like uh, uh, when it comes to different cultures and and race. He's kind of racist and stereotypical. So ignorant, ignorant. Yes, and and some of these jokes wouldn't work, I guess today. It, it wouldn't bother me. No, nope. this type of humor kind of makes me laugh. I don't take offense to it, but that's just me. Um. Okay. So, so in one of the scenes, and this is what I like about the scene, um, because it it works into future episodes. He goes up to, again, the accounting department, and he notices that Oscar is dressed up as a woman. He's just wearing a blonde wig and a dress. And he tells Oscar, and this is funny, he goes, don't you wish you dressed like that every day? 
<laughs> like, and and they're insinuating, and it's because at this point, Oscar never came out as gay. You find right. that out later. You don't know that. So yep. I I guess that's kind of like saying that Michael knew he was gay, but he wasn't open about it yet. So they were planning, I guess, on making the character gay. And there's tons of really funny interactions between Michael and Oscar in future episodes. But Down I just love the how they planted. Oh, yeah. I just love how they planted that seed with him telling Oscar how comfortable he feels dressed as a woman. I was like, it's nope. fucked up, but it's kind of funny. And it's kind of a gag later, because I think later on, Ryan sees Oscar come out of the bathroom, and he, and he tells Oscar, like, oh, your dress is, like, stuck or something, and he helps him pull it out of his, like, underwear or something like that. So it's kind of like yeah. him dressed as a woman just is kind of funny, and it's looking at it, like, from a 2021 perspective, I can see how people now maybe wouldn't find that funny. Definitely. But at the time, nope. it was kind of hilarious, like just how much of an asshole Michael was. Now, the other offensive joke involves Kelly. There's this little, like this like, really quick scene where Michael enters. Again, he's moping around the office because he has to fire someone and he's just contemplating bullshit. And he walks into the into the pantry and Kelly's there. And she's dressed as Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. And Michael goes, interesting take on Dorothy. <laughs> like, the fact that she's, like, Indian and dressed as Dorothy it's to him. It's a take on... It's on, a take on Dorothy. Yeah. It's so fucked up, but fucking funny. Yeah. His, like, how confident. And, like, to him, that's perfectly normal. And then he tells yep. her, he, he, he suggests a costume. He goes, why don't you dress? He goes, bend it like Beckham. He goes, why don't you dress as a soccer player like Bend It like, like, Bend it like Beckham, like that soccer to movie that cleats. came out around he said, the time. He tells her to add yeah. cleats, put cleats on instead of the red shoes. And she's like, oh, like she, know, like she knows he's just being like very offensive and she doesn't say anything. She's just like, yeah, like she knows he's being like racist. Yeah. And he's like, and the funny thing is he doesn't think he's being racist. Like he's just like, whatever. Like he's just right. having a conversation with her. And it's just like. That humor in this show, and I and I get I get people find shit like that offensive now, but like some of that shit is pretty funny. Like when you go back and watch some of the shit he says, it's wild, dude. Like it's wild because oh, I don't yeah. think they would let shit like that slide. And like that joke, and he does. There's a lot of like, cause she's Indian. Like there's constantly like jokes about him, like her being Indian, like stereotypes. He does it to Oscar as a like yeah. a, like a Latino. He does do a lot of stereotypes. And, yeah, and being gay with Stanley, he's African American. Constantly has like African American jokes with him and stuff like that. So he's constantly just saying all these stereotypical things that are pretty funny. Like you laugh at them, but then you think about it, you're like, damn. Michael's kind of racist or stereotype stereotypes, which, you know, not, that's yeah. not a good thing either, you know? What is that? What are you supposed to be? I'm a three-hole punch version of Jim. Because he can have me either way, plain white Jim or three-hole punch. It's <laughs> great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, look, what about me? What are you? A monk. I'm a Sith Lord. No big deal. Three round pieces of paper taped to his shirt. This cost me $129. So Dave, now that brings us to something about the episode we didn't like or would change. What are you going with? So I've always hated this since I've seen it. I think it's lazy. <laughs> People that don't take Halloween seriously. I'm not. All right. So let me rephrase. Specifically in this episode, I think it's lazy and I don't like it. Is when there, uh, Jim is talking about his costume, how he's three hole punch Jim. It's yeah. so fucking dumb and not in the Halloween spirit. And anyone that does costumes like that, I just like, I just sigh because I'm just like, oh, one of those. <laughs> Like put thought into your costume. If you're gonna be, if you're gonna dress up as something, if you're gonna participate in Halloween, you either do it or don't. Like you know, what I'm saying, like make an effort or don't. That's just my outlook on it. And it's just such a dumb thing. Like oh, three hole punch Jim and Dwight hates it, and I'm with Dwight on that. I hate it. Too. <laughs> and 
I remember I was telling you before, and you sent me a link that there's actually a costume with that, and it just made me even more mad yeah, that that dude. exists. Yeah, I don't. I can't believe they actually sell that as a costume. It's so I'm dumb. I'm sure people have bought it. The joke isn't even that funny. It's like, not. That's yeah. why I'm saying it. It's not funny at all. The funny thing is, that's actually a character trait of Jim. He hates dressing up for Halloween. Like, in every yep. episode, Jim is just kind of like, I hate dressing up. I think in a future episode, Pam has to, like, fight with him to dress up as as I forget what it is. We'll, we'll get to it when we get to it. But, yeah, he, he just doesn't like Halloween. And I never – that's one thing about Jim I didn't like. I was like, come on, Jim. How could you not like yeah, Halloween, that's dude? that's what I'm saying. Jim sucks. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> what about you, Lou? So, so the one thing I didn't like also plays into one of the things I, I, I do like. And that's I don't like that we never get to see the Halloween party. Like I wish yeah, I agree with that. We got a chance to see it. It's a, it's obviously a Angela, running gag. Angela did too. Yeah, like it's a running gag. Yeah, she 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 was the one setting up the Halloween party. Nope. That's why she was so tight. But yeah, we never get to see that Halloween party. But then again, nope. it plays into an earlier prank with all the decorations and the firing and no one being in the mood because of the plot line yeah. about someone having to be fired. So I do like how it is foreshadowed because Pam says earlier in the episode it's going to ruin the Halloween party. And it does. The firing does ruin the Halloween party. But I just wish 100%. I wish we would have seen it. And we do see Halloween, a Dunder Mifflin uh, uh, Halloween parties in the future. We do get to see one. Yes, we do. <laughs> so, you know, it does happen. But in this episode, a very small part of me wishes we could see that Halloween party. So... That, that's my only my only critique of this episode. And I would I would I want to have one of Angela's Halloween cookies or Pam's brownies, either one. Yeah, we didn't get to see Pam's brownies. That 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 would have been a. Uh, do, does she show them? I don't think so, right? I don't think you no. See you, yeah. you just see her putting the plate on, but you do see Angela's cookies, which look amazing. Pam does look like the type of person that would make like a sick brownie. She looks Absolutely. like <laughs> she she's got like that. Angela uh, too, though. Angela yes. looks like she'd make a great Halloween treat. So I mean, I, I'm I'm with you. Both of them, both of them can 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 kill it with the baking, probably, and just in make the, some in delicious the baking department. Baking for department sure. just kill making all these pastries. So I, absolutely, I, they should just sell Angela's cookies. That'd be funny, like an Angela, like an Angela. Oh, dude, you don't, Halloween. Would, if you marketed that, it would sell in a minute. That'd be fucking great. <laughs> yeah. So would you consider this a essential Halloween watch? I don't know if I would consider this an essential for Halloween. It's not a make or break for me. This is a fun episode. It's certainly not one of the best uh, Office episodes out there. Um, the fact that it does revolve around Halloween is great, and it is a good episode overall. But does it need to be in your Halloween queue? I don't think so, but it also can mm. be added. So it's one of those things where it really doesn't it doesn't hurt. You know what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. can not watch it or you can watch it. It's not going to hurt you. That's how I, I feel about it. I agree. It's it's it doesn't feel like Halloween. It's not nah, something not really. like Roseanne, like Boo, like that episode that just like yeah. oozes Halloween. Every well, you frame know what it is? Is there's no atmosphere in this no. episode at. Uh, none at all none. so that definitely adds to like roseanne for instance you know what mm -hmm. i'm saying or like a goldberg's episode mm -hmm. where you this full-on halloween i mean you also have to take into account that this is taking place in an office so yes <laughs> yes i mean you could probably up the ante a little bit with the set and you know whatever but uh, it does you're right it doesn't feel like halloween per se but again this is something you could fit into a Halloween watch. So, like I said, it's one of those, it's not a make or break thing. Yeah, The Office isn't a show that I would, like, atmosphere is not the first thing I think of when I think of The right. Office. Like, it's not, and I, I, it and I do it. think future Halloween episodes, and when we get to them, do have more Halloween. Oh, they get much better. And they have more Halloween atmosphere. So, I, I, I wouldn't put this... I wouldn't say this is an essential October watch, 
but future episodes of The Office, like Halloween episodes, are. So it really just yeah, depends on agreed. what what like it's it's more personal taste. Like I wouldn't I wouldn't put it on my like Halloween watch rotation, but I feel like there there's people that would because they love The Office and there's some sure. costumes. So it, I really it's more just personal. It's a personal opinion and it's a personal decision if if this is something you'd watch in October. I just thought you should know that I was just offered a job with better pay, better benefits, and a better title at Cumberland Mills. Fantastic. And I turned it down. What? That would have solved all my problems. Out of loyalty to this oh, company. you idiot. So that was The Office Halloween. Be sure to subscribe, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, at Haunted Hangover, and also check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash hauntedhangover31. And if you can rate and review us, that'd be greatly appreciated. And remember, the best cure for a hangover is... More booze. Later, guys. Later, guys.